You're listening to a message from Christian Life Ministries in Coventry, a dynamic, growing church in the heart of the nation. We pray that God will speak to you through this word and impact your life for His glory. Mark and team, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Well, it is wonderful to be here. Come on, as I've been saying occasionally, it's wonderful to be anywhere at the moment, but it's absolutely wonderful to be with you in this wonderful church. I love coming to CLM generally, but I have been really excited about, I was driving down the motorway today, speaking in tongues and very, very excited about getting here. So thank you so much, Martin and Esther, for allowing me to come. I mean, you could have just said, stay at home and do a pre-record, but it's much more exciting and much more wonderful to be with you. Who's had a hair? cut since the 12th of April. Come on, come on. Not, not as many as I thought, but I want to tell you that felt good, uh, getting in there and getting the haircut. And uh, it's funny, I was in town the other day. Uh, do you have Greg's here? Yeah. Greg's? Yeah. So, uh, uh, and uh, I was in town the other day and I went and had a steak bake just because I could. <laughs> I wasn't actually hungry, uh, but I thought I'm going to have one because it's open. So I went in and had one. So that's the sort of level of excitement that's going on in my world at the moment. Uh, Getting excited over a haircut and a steak bake from Greg's. So that's the extent of of the challenge. Listen, it's my absolute joy this morning to share from the Word of God. And I want to read from a beautiful psalm. Psalm 103. Now, if you're uh, listening to this or engaging with us online at home, wherever you are, whatever state of uh, attire you are in, whether you're still in your pajamas or you're up and at it, then can you grab a Bible and read this beautiful psalm with me? Psalm 103. And I want to speak this morning for a few minutes on the fact that uh, we need faith to remember. We're going to talk about the power of memory in the context of our journey. So it's Psalm 103, verse 1, beautiful, beautiful words. And it says this, Praise the Lord, O my soul, all my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. And as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows how we are formed. He remembers that we are dust. As for man, his days are like grass. He flourishes like the flower of the field. The wind blows over it and it is gone and its place remembers it no more. But from everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear him and his righteousness with their children's children, with those who keep his covenant 
and remember to obey his precepts. The Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules over all. Praise the Lord, you his angels, you mighty ones who do his bidding, who obey his word. Praise the Lord, all his heavenly hosts, you his servants who do his will. Praise the Lord, all his works everywhere in his dominion. Praise the Lord, O my soul. What a beautiful, beautiful psalm. And we're gonna use verse two as our springboard today. And it says this, praise the Lord, O my soul, and what? Forget not all his benefits. Now, I know you're socially distanced here, but I want you to turn to someone close to you and just turn to them and say, forget not. Come on, do that for me. Even through your mask, forget not. That's the heart of what we're thinking about today. And let me, let me start by saying this, and this is so, so important. This is the big idea that I want you to get today. Remembering, in the context of our faith journey, as followers of Jesus, remembering is not just a facility of our brain, but it is a function of our faith. Remembering is not just a facility of our brain, it is a function of our faith. Why is remembering so important? Because we are prone to forget. Humans are prone to forget. Now, I'm not just talking about humans of a certain age. Uh, all humans are prone to forget some stuff. And here's what I've discovered. I, I forget because I do not remember. Now, I know that sounds Irish. I know we've got someone joining us online from Northern Ireland. Wilbur, I think it was. Uh, the name was Wilbur. I hope that doesn't offend you. But listen, it's a, it's a challenge to us. The reason I forget is because I do not remember. That's a Bible idea. That, that if I want to live in a world where I don't forget, then I must consciously, intentionally, and deliberately remember. And when you remember, you will not forget. And when David says to us, forget not all his benefits, he's not just challenging us, you know, with a memory program. He's saying, make an intentional, deliberate, consistent decision to make sure you do not forget the benefits of the Lord. You do not forget the goodnesses of the Lord. Because remembering is not just a facility of the brain. Remembering is a function of faith. That actually learning to look back and remember is as important to your faith journey as is having faith for today, this day, and maybe having faith for God to do something exciting tomorrow. That actually our faith is not just about today and it's not just about tomorrow, but faith reaches back into the past, grabs the goodnesses of the Lord, grabs the benefits of the Lord, grabs all the things that the Lord did for us and all the things the Lord was to us and it drags those memories into the present and it says I will not forget those things I will not forget them and if we learn to remember we will not forget and when you look at the Bible wonderful men and women of God forgot stuff I mean, they did, you just even a casual reading of the Bible, you can see people forgetting stuff. And there were, as far as I can see, there are two big reasons why they forgot, okay? The first reason is that they tended to forget the goodness of the Lord in times of prosperity. 
Isn't that strange? That you would pray to God to prosper you, and then when God prospers us, we forget the God who prospers. John, that's not possible. No, it absolutely is possible. In fact, even a casual reading of the Bible, you'll see it over and over and over again. Let me give you just one example, and I could have given you dozens of examples. Hosea speaking to the people, a, a prophet who prophesied to sort of the north of Israel, he said this, uh, speaking of God, when I fed them, they were satisfied, and when they were satisfied, they became proud, and then they forgot me. Wow. Now, now here's, here's the challenge. If, if we don't remember that he fed us. Come on. If we don't remember that he satisfied us, then in the moments of being well fed and satisfied, here's what we'll do. We will forget him. Now, I don't mean you forget God absolutely, but what I mean is we forget the fact that he has influenced those things so that we are both fed and satisfied. And I found that a challenge in my own life that actually I am prone to forget when I prosper, when I'm doing well for myself, when I'm sort of standing on my own two feet and, I, and I'm doing pretty good. One of the great temptations is we forget how we got there. We forget that it is the goodnesses of the Lord that have helped us in those areas. But of course, it's not just prosperity that is a challenge to our memory. It's also pain persecution, suffering is a challenge to our memory. In times of crisis, people are prone to forget the faithfulness of God. So in times of prosperity, we're really prone to forget the goodness of God. In times of crisis, we're prone to forget the faithfulness of God. There's a young man called Gideon, an incredible story, and the Lord literally is standing in front of Gideon, and here's what Gideon says. He says, where are all the wonders that our ancestors told us about when they said, did not the Lord bring us out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and given us into the hand of of Midian. Now, Gideon was a, was a young man in a crisis moment, and because he was in a crisis, he had forgotten all the things that God had done and all the things that God had promised, expressed in one of the most ironic statements in the whole of the Bible, where he says, the Lord has abandoned us, and the Lord is standing right in front of him. Yes, and actually, if we're not careful, both prosperity, being blessed, we can forget, easily forget the goodness of God, but also the moments of crisis and pain, we can forget the faithfulness of God. And that's why you and I have to make it a, a, an intentional, deliberate, continuous action of faith to not forget to remember, to remind ourselves of what the Lord has done and what the Lord is doing. And here's the simple idea, and it's a powerful faith idea. If we do not remember, we will forget. If we do not remember, we will forget. This is beautifully illustrated, the tension of this in the life of Joseph. And some of you will know the story of Joseph. Joseph was a young man sold by his brothers. He ends up in slavery. Then he ends up in jail in slavery. And while there, he helps two men interpret their dreams. And, and one of the men is, is going to get out of jail, essentially, and get his job back. And as he leaves, Joseph says to that man, he says, when you get out of here, 
remember me. A very simple request. And you'd think it would be hard to forget a man who's just read your meal and literally told you what would happen in three days' time and everything he's told you that would happen, happens. But here's what it says in the text. Genesis chapter 40, verse 23. It says these words. The chief cupbearer, however, did not remember Joseph. He forgot him. Now, in English, it sounds like they're, that the two, those two words are the same. But, but in the language of the Bible, those two words are dynamically different. And here's what it's really saying. The reason the cupbearer did not remember Joseph is because he forgot him. It wasn't just that, you know, he had a, a senior moment. No, no, that literally, he has failed to bring Joseph to his memory. And failing to do that means he has forgotten. And when that happens, something dynamic can be lost out of our lives. Let me encourage you that learning to look back in remembrance is as much a part of the journey of faith as looking forward in hope. And you and I must discipline ourselves, learn to lean into this amazing idea that we, we learn to look back and like David, we say, we will not forget his benefits. We will deliberately remember what the Lord has done. And when we look at this beautiful psalm, of course, what's David doing? He's not just telling us at the beginning of the psalm to not forget. He's then reminding us of all the things we need to remember, Right? So as you read that psalm, it's a list of things that, that we need to learn to remember. He needs to learn to remember in order to inspire, in order to minister to, and in order to encourage his own faith as he goes forward. And in the lockdown especially, the last 12 months, this has become even more dynamically important to me in my journey of faith than even it was before. Now, I have to say to you, I, 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 it's always been important to me, but in the last 12 months especially, in moments of both crisis and challenge and moments of blessing and prosperity, we keep coming back to this idea of remembering His benefits so that we carry that remembrance into our world. What's David encouraging us to remember? Well, we could talk about lots of things in this psalm, but I'll summarize what David's encouraging us to remember in two areas. First of all, he's encouraging us to not forget, are you with me? To not forget who he was. So who's the he there? The Lord. So he's encouraging me and you, do not forget who the Lord was in your past. Now, how do I know that? Well, look at verse eight. Beautiful verse, and it says this. The Lord is compassionate and gracious. He's slow to anger and abounding in love. Now, if me and you just dropped down out of Mars and read that for the first time, we would, we would probably come to the conclusion David has just come up with an amazing line of poetry that any songwriter would be delighted with. It's a beautiful, poetic uh, summary of the, of the dynamic nature of the Lord that he serves. And, wow, David, that's gorgeous. How did you come up with that? That's so cool. But actually, some of you, when we read that psalm and we read that verse, you heard an echo from somewhere else in the Bible. And in fact, David in verse 8 is quoting almost word for word 
one of the big statements that the Lord made about himself when he stood before Moses. Now, in the Bible, when you read it, sometimes we get insights into who God is through the eyes of the people that the Lord ministers to. So when, when the Lord provides the ram for Abraham, Abraham calls him Adonai Yireh, the Lord who provides. When Hagar meets the Lord, she calls him uh, 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 Elohim Rui, the God who sees me. When Gideon meets the Lord, he calls him Adonai Shalom, the Lord my peace. Now, what's happening there is that we're seeing God through the lens of the experience of the person who's experienced the Lord. Are you with me? And, and we sometimes repeat the ideas that they have said. And that's wonderful. And we should absolutely lean into that. But, but what's really even more dynamic is when we hear the words that God speaks of himself. Not just the words that Abraham said of him or the words that Gideon says of him, but the words that God says of himself. And, and God speaks to Moses and he stands before Moses and here's what the Lord says of himself. The Lord, the Lord God, compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in love and faithfulness. It goes on to say, maintaining love to thousands and forgiving wickedness, rebellion and sin. That's found in Exodus chapter 34. And in fact, that statement in one form or another is repeated 22 times in the Old Testament. Well, John, what's the point? Well, the point is this. David isn't coming up with cool new stuff. When David said the Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abound in love, that's not a cool new idea. Come on, that's an old idea that he remembered. Come on. He's remembered something. Now, how did he remember? Because Moses spoke it. He remembered because probably by this stage, someone has written it down. And here's David in his journey, and he doesn't need to come up with a cool new idea about God. He just needs to remember the old cool idea about God. Come on. And I meet so many beautiful Christians, and they're always looking for something new, new revelation about the Lord. Listen, if we just lent into the old stuff, it would change our lives. And actually, here's David saying, the Lord was compassionate. The Lord was gracious. The Lord was long in suffering. The Lord was abundant in love and faithfulness because that's what it was said about the Lord. But what's David saying? He's not saying was. He's saying is. David remembers who he was and then drags that into his world and says he is compassionate. He is gracious. He is long suffering. He is abundant in love. And faithfulness. Because David has understood something. If I remember who he was, then that is still who he is. Because he doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, he's the same today, and he's the same forever. The God who was compassionate yesterday is compassionate today. The God who was long-suffering yesterday is long-suffering today. The God who was full of love and faithfulness yesterday or last year or last week or whenever is still today. Why is that important? Because some days it doesn't look like that. And in the days when it doesn't look like he's compassionate and gracious and slow to anger and abounding in love and faithfulness, here's what you do. You remember. You remember. You look back on yesterday and say, he was 
He looked after my family yesterday. He was good and faithful yesterday. And as far as I know, according to the Bible, he hasn't changed since yesterday. He's the same today as he was yesterday. Therefore, on days when it doesn't look like God is doing what he ought to be doing or being what he ought to be, I remember he was. And that fuels my faith to believing he still is. The Lord is today because he was yesterday. Come on. And for some of us, our only memory might be that, that we become a follower of Jesus because we're relatively young in the faith. But if you're like me and you've been a follower of Jesus a million years or so, there's a lot of memory. There's a lot of stuff behind me. And actually, I don't want to live in the past. We're not advocating that. So don't hear what I'm not saying. But we neither want to jettison the memories of the past because the memories of the past in faith will fuel my faith today. When I wake up and it doesn't look like the benefits of God are at work, I remember. Come on. Come on, are you with me? Okay, here's the second idea really quickly. We remember not only who he was, we remember what he did. I know this is, re this is really simple. I understand this. But I'm discovering that simple is good. And I'm discovering actually we can forget simple and we can neglect simple. But this is absolutely powerful. And, and when you look at this psalm, verses 2 to 7, David outlines seven things the Lord did. Okay? He forgives. He heals, he redeems, he crowns, he satisfies, he works, he makes known. In fact, he, he climaxes the statement on all the stuff God did by saying this, he made known his deeds to, who did he make known his deeds to in the verse? Come on, it's not a trick question, it's right in front of you in the Bible. Who did he make known his deeds to? Moses. Well, that's in the past, right? Come on. He's saying, he, all this stuff, forgiveness, healing, redemption, crowning, satisfying, working. He did all of that in the past. He made known his ways to Moses and he revealed his deeds to his people. And here's what David is doing. He's remembering that God in the past forgave, that God in the past healed, that God in the past redeemed, that God in the past crowned, that God in the past satisfied, that God in the past worked, and that God in the past revealed himself to his, Moses, to his servant Moses. And he's saying, if he did that in the past, he will do that today. He is still the same God. And so David is remembering, he's saying, do not forget the benefits of the Lord. Do not forget what he's done for you so that you can take what he's done for you. And on the days when it doesn't look like he's doing anything for you, you can remember that he did some stuff for you. And the stuff that you remember he did will fuel your faith in the moments when it doesn't look like he's doing anything. Come on. It's a powerful lesson. And we remind ourselves, why is it important to remember what he's done? Because we understand that what he did yesterday, he can do today. He has not changed. He's still the same dynamic, amazing, all-powerful God who loves you, who's committed to you. 
And whatever the day looks like, whatever the moment looks like, whatever the season even looks like that we're in, and we've all gone through an interesting season in our world, we remember. We remember. We remember who he was and we declare who he was, he still is. We remember what he did and we declare what he did, he can still do. And faith then to remember becomes a dynamic weapon and tool in the day we live today. We're not asking us to live in the past, but we're also, I'm not asking you to jettison the past and forget what the Lord has done. Last year as the lockdown began, Ban, do you want to join me? Do you want to join me now? You can get ready. Look, we're going to finish with a stunning song that will encourage us with this. Last year, the lockdown, the first lockdown, <laughs> began on the 23rd of March. Remember that? Seems like a trillion years ago, not a year ago. And on the 18th of March, I was in my normal everyday devotions, my everyday reading of the Bible. So not studying it for a sermon or, or teaching, just reading it because I love to do that. I try to read the Bible every single day of my life. And just let it speak to me. And I was in Isaiah, uh, Isaiah chapter 3. Very interesting context there. The city's in meltdown. The Babylonians are coming. It's all looking pretty awful. And in verse 10 of Isaiah chapter 3, it says these words. Tell the righteous, it will be well with them. And they will eat of the fruit of their deeds. And it was like the Holy Spirit took that word. And he just absolutely, it was like he rammed it into my heart. It was like a spotlight came on. And the Holy Spirit said to me, whatever happens, I will take care of you and you will eat of the fruit of your deeds. And he said something else to me, which it wouldn't be prudent to share right now, but it was in line with that. And suddenly, suddenly a word of faith came to me in the moment. But here's what this word of faith caused me to do. And you just got to trust me on this because you weren't there. It was just me and the Lord in the room. So you've got to trust that this is what happened. When that word came to me, here's what it did. It not only gave me the faith for the moment that I was in, but it sparked a whole line of memories. And I started to look back and I became a follower of Jesus when I was eight years old. And I started to look back and here's what I remembered, Mark. I remembered that there wasn't a single day when he did not take care of me. One of my favorite statements in the Psalms, I was young and now I am old. Now I qualify that, I'm older. Okay, I was young and now I am old, but I have never seen the righteous forsaken nor their seed begging bread. And I realized when that word came to me that not only was it a word on the 18th of March and I wrote it down in my journal. In fact, I started a COVID journal that day. Can you believe it? I started a COVID journal because here's what I wanted to do. I wanted to remember. I knew that the next few months, that maybe the next six months, man, we all hoped that it would be done like, like the prime minister. We hoped it would be done by the summer. I, I started making notes because I wanted to remember all the good things that the Lord would do in the midst of an incredible challenge in lockdown. And I started making my notes. Why? Because I don't want to forget. And actually, when the Lord brought that word to me, I started to remember all the good things the Lord had done. And as I remembered, it literally, it literally fueled my faith. And here's what I said. If the Lord didn't let me starve yesterday, why would He let me starve today? 
If I've never had to beg for bread, and I've never had to do it, never had to beg for bread, nor any of my seed, we've never had to beg for bread. If I've never had to beg, why would I have to start today? Come on, somebody say amen. Listen, this is the challenge, and this is what David is saying. Don't forget the benefits of the Lord. Because when we forget, we won't remember. And when we lose our memory on these things, I believe we lose something of the power of our faith and the journey. Your faith is not just about today and it's not just about tomorrow. Your faith is about yesterday. Your faith is about the memory of the goodness of God. Your faith, your faith, your faith is about who God was yesterday, who God was yesterday in your family and yesterday in your experience and what God did for you. And when you look at the Bible, what are they doing? They're rehearsing stories of yesterday to minister into the faith of today. And I want to encourage you. We're going to sing in a moment. Why don't, in fact, why don't you stand right now and just prepare your heart. I'm going to pray. Even if you're at home, listen, if you're in your pajamas and you're still lying in bed, come on, get out of bed for five minutes. Come on now. Stand up in your living room. If you're in your kitchen watching this, stand up. Don't just sit there. Don't just, oh, it's just another sermon. Come on, this is a moment of faith. This is a moment of life. This is a moment where we're going to make a decision. We will not forget. And some of you will have a lot of things that you can remember. Some of you may only have a few things you can remember. It doesn't matter. It's not a competition. The point is not how much. The point is how well. Come on. We will remember, we will remember, we will remember. I have two practices every single day. I want to encourage you. This is two things I do every day. Number one, I have confessions about who He is that I recite every day, no matter how I feel. And one of the confessions is, is Exodus 34. The Lord is compassionate, gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in love and faithfulness. I confess that every single day. I have a list of confessions that whether I'm feeling on top of the world or feeling like the world is on top of me, I speak these confessions about Him out every day. And here's what happens without failure. When I speak those confessions out, I start remembering what He's done. Here's the second thing I do. I have seven areas of thankfulness all beginning with the letter F because I'm like that. Seven areas of thankfulness Every day, I rehearse those seven areas and I pick one thing out of those seven areas that I remember. And when I remember, it never fails to stir worship in me. Whatever I'm facing, whatever I'm going through, whatever the day promises or doesn't promise, I look back and I remember. And each of those seven areas, sometimes it's just one thing. It's at least one thing. Sometimes it starts to just roll out of me. But at least one thing in the same. That means by the end of my little devotional time, I've done two incredible things. I have remembered who He is. And I have remembered at least seven things He's done. Now imagine if we learn to do that, that's going to change our attitude to the day, right? That's going to change our approach to what's ahead of us. That's going to speak and breathe into us. Now I'm not saying you have to do it the way I do it, but I'm saying to you that actually uh, this has become a living, working practice in my life. 
And every day I recite Psalm 103 verse 2. And here's what I say. Lord, I will not forget. I will not forget your benefits. I will not forget. I will not forget your benefits because if I remember, I'll never forget. And actually that gratitude produces in our hearts a generosity unto Him. So Lord, right now I pray for my brothers and sisters. We've all got different experiences. We're all coming to this day, to this moment, through different journeys. Some of us have very, very long journeys with you. Some of us a relatively short journey with you and most of us in between. But Lord, I pray that we will be people who do not forget. And whether we store that memory in our brain or we write it down in a journal or we record it in a voice recorder or we stick it on a poster and put it, uh, Lord, on a wall. Lord, whatever it is, I pray that we will be men and women who make a decision today not to forget. That Lord, our memory is not just a facility of our brain, but our memory is a function of faith. And Lord, I pray that right now across this room and right now across this fantastic church, even online, men and women, boys and girls will begin to remember. Begin to remember who you were. Begin to remember what you did. Begin to remember the goodnesses of the Lord and the benefits of the Lord. And Lord, I pray in Jesus' Name that you will release faith in us to remember so that we can go forward in your Name for your honour and for your glory. Amen.